Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Four score and seven years ago, our fathers brought forth upon this continent a new nation, conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Now we are engaged in a great civil war, testing whether that nation or any nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure. We are met on a great battlefield of that war. We have come to dedicate a portion of it as a final resting place for those who died here, that the nation might live. This we may in all propriety do, but in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate We cannot consecrate. We cannot hallow this ground. The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have hallowed it far above our poor power to add or detract. The world will little note nor long remember what we say here. While it can never forget what they did here, it is rather for us, the living, We here be dedicated to the great task remaining before us. That from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they here gave the last full measure of devotion. That we here highly resolve these dead shall not have died in vain. That the nation shall have a new birth of freedom. And that government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Savage Nation, the uh, Friday, 5th of June, 2020 edition. You just heard Barack Hussein Obama reading from Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, of course. And I played it for a specific reason. You can figure the reasons out. I mean, I don't have to spell everything out, do I? I can speak to you sometimes in symbolism. For example, I can say to you, a tree and its fruit or the moon and its light without spelling out what I'm saying. And your subconscious will fill in the blanks. It will provoke thoughts. And the lava of your mind will produce ideas. A tree and its fruit, the moon and its light. Whatever that means. Well, I'll tell you in specific terms what I mean today. We are witnessing a soft military coup against President Trump. Let me say it again. This is clearly a soft military coup against President Trump. We've all heard the generals, James Mattis denouncing President Trump. We heard John Kelly letting loose on Trump. We heard... Uh, Another general letting loose on Trump. It's hard to believe we're living through this. The generals and their attacks on President Trump have dragged the military into this fight. The Pentagon chief, Esper, many of you don't know his background. He has a great military background. He's an airborne, 101st Airborne troop. Esper is no civilian type. He did something today that will shock you. 
Esper behind the president's back without the president's concurrence has disarmed the guardsmen in Washington, D.C. This story just came out minutes ago. The Pentagon has told the D.C. National Guard and guardsmen from other states who have arrived in the nation's capital as backup to not use firearms or ammunition. Not use firearms or ammunition. They have to face the bricks, the stones, the urine, the vomit, the fists from these vermin in the street, and they can't defend themselves. You have to ask yourself, how can a defense secretary send men into an urban battlefield and tell them not to use weapons, not even to shoulder weapons, no firearms? How did this nation evolve so rapidly in front of our eyes? How is that possible? The whole nation saw the looting. The whole nation saw the uh, gangs looting the city dry. All of us, including minorities who know what's going on, want the National Guard to stop it. And if they can't stop the looters and rioters, we wanted the military to stop the looters and rioters. Instead, we're getting the opposite. That's why I say we're witnessing a soft military coup against President Trump. We keep hearing that we need police reform. Well, I disagree. I think we need criminal reform. I need, listen to me, let me make it very clear. Here in California, this left-wing fanatical governor released thousands of hardened criminals into the streets, first under uh, prison reform, whatever that means, then because of the COVID epidemic. How many of the thieves who were breaking into the windows and robbing had been released by Governor this or Governor that? How many? You'll never know because the vermin in the press will never report it. So what is actually happening right now? Well, let me read you something from a highly decorated friend who served in Vietnam. He's a paratrooper, special ops. He fought the communists in Vietnam. He has shrapnel in his body to prove it. And he's a wonderful man. And he said, what's happening now, Michael, it's an insurgency which is part of a revolutionary movement. It is classic revolutionary strategy, which has undermined the authority and credibility of the government, sow fear and distrust among the population, subvert the means of communication in the media. Michael, they will go all out in November to subvert the election by any means. Another aspect of revolution is to use the tempo of the action to rob banks for money to fund further operations. Last week, we saw one of Obama's foot soldiers die when explosives he was using on an ATM went off in his face. Several other ATMs were hit in the same city the same day. And these generals, Michael, why are they putting out statements Trump has no authority to order federal troops for civil disturbance duties? He says, unless they're part of the opposition, knowing what they say will be broadcast by the anti-Trump media and willing to make false statements on the expectation there will be no consequences. Michael, the nation is in peril. It will be logical to assume they aren't isolated cases and there may be a resistance movement within the military itself. Michael, never forget the movie Seven Days in May. It's a chilling commentary from a war hero who knows what's going on. No, I've never seen times like this, and I've seen other rioting, rioting times, riotous times. I've never seen them quite like this. They're more organized. They seem to have the military on their side, not against them. And, of course, we know the media is completely sold out to the communist revolution. There's no question about that one. 
Now, today, being Friday, it's the open mic to mic Friday. So whatever the topic is that's grating at you, and if you're listening to me on the stream where the show is very dominant, you can still call this program at 855-400-7282, 855-400-SAVAGE. You can call on any of the topics that you've been agitating over. I couldn't sleep last night, frankly. I had a rough night because it's finally penetrated. Let me put it to you this way. I have a good capacity for compartmentalizing politics and trying to keep them out of my inner being so that I don't die altogether. And this, I've, I've learned this over a 26-year period. I can relate to the story. I can get passionate about a story or a situation. But I've learned to compartmentalize the situation and not let it get at me. Well, it got at me. It finally came through my subconscious. It's eating at me as it must be eating at you. When we see our great nation going up in smoke and one mayor after another, one city after another capitulates to the mobs. So I've been tweeting and I've been posting on michaelsavage.com. So let me go back a few days to the last podcast from the Wednesday show, June 3rd, which was Savage Raps on the Riots and what, and what Other Calamities Await Us in 2020. And then on, the, on this day in the morning or yesterday, I linked a story where Antifa was caught teaching how to gouge out eyes on hidden camera through Project Veritas. Great, great, great journalist, Project Veritas. Antifa caught teaching how to gouge out eyes on a hidden camera. And today we wake up and we read that the defense secretary has disarmed our national guardsmen. And then I got an interesting email this morning. The president wants to appear on the Savage Nation to meet his core supporters probably next week. Well, I was happy to hear that. And I asked you on my Twitter feed, what do you want me to tell President Trump when he appears on my radio program? How can he stop this chaos and control the leftist mobs, I asked. That was uh, responded, great response to that. And then an hour ago, I said a soft military coup against President Trump is on the way. And then just a few minutes before the show, I got out a pamphlet that I wrote in 1991. It's not really for sale. I'm not trying to make any money off it, but I thought it's appropriate. You know what the title of that pamphlet is? The Death of the White Male, which was the case against affirmative action. And I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that. I wrote it in 1991, long before I was on the radio, because of what was done to me, an immigrant son, in the name of fairness, through the trick called affirmative action. You think I'm alone? I wrote the death of the white male, and in it I called for a national vote on ending affirmative action. And there are forms at the end of this booklet written in 1990. I then saw the passage of Proposition 209 in the state of California. I was very, very happy to see that. Proposition 209 prohibited the hiring of people based on race in any public job. You thought we won that battle and then one rotten, stinking, foul judge. His name is Felton Henderson. The man was never permitted, never should have been allowed to be a judge. He had worked for the ACLU, you see, and then the Democrat establishment that gives us nothing but headaches and trouble. 
let Thelthel Henderson become a judge. And with the stroke of a pen, this rat bum, left-wing fanatic, stole the vote of millions of Californians. That was the beginning of the death of this state. The beginning of the death of this state. The death of the white male. Maybe I'll read it to you later. It's a long thing. I may or may not be part of it. Phone number is 855-47282. Let me go to michaelsavage.com. Again, I want to make this a variety show today. So here are some of the articles that are up on michaelsavage.com, the home of the Savage Nation, where borders, language, and culture are the motto. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser renamed 16th Avenue Northwest Black Lives Matter Plaza. No comment. The Buffalo protest that was knocked down has a name is Martin Gugino. I watched it last night. I saw this tall guy charging the police and grabbing one of the cops who simply slapped this old leftist away from him. And the old man stumbled backwards and smacked his head, unfortunately, and uh, was seriously injured. You know, there's a rule in life. You don't charge riot police in the middle of a riot and not expect to get knocked on your ass. Pardon me. What did you expect the riot police to do, Mr. Gugino? But this is what a leftist is. Then we have another article for you to look at. A parade of idiocy from New York City politicians. You got to read that one. Barr says signs of foreign actors exacerbating violence in George Floyd protests. Let him do something about it. All rioters, arsonists, looters in St. Louis freed from jail without charges. Isn't that funny? They all want a merit badge. They all got a merit badge to go home to their friends and say they were in jail overnight and they really had fun. Can you believe this country? As White House braces for largest protest yet, Pentagon sends troops home. Oh, yes, May has saw has seen the biggest jobs increase ever of 2.5 million as the economy starts to recover from coronavirus. Don't tell that to the left-wing fanatics in the gutters. Don't tell that to the, uh, quote, activists who are breaking into storefronts. They don't need a job. All they got to do is loot. What do you need a job for? When you can break into a store and steal what you want, steal a car, what do you need a job for? De Blasio, New York City, broke up a Jewish funeral a month ago. But today, he allows thousands of George Floyd funeral service in Brooklyn. Did you see that one? The same rat bum mayor, de Blasio, who broke up a Jewish funeral one month ago, allowed thousands at the George Floyd funeral service in Brooklyn. If you think it's not political, you're deranged. Well, there's one positive note. Armed Idaho citizens keep Antifa troublemakers away. That's right. They touched on the wrong nerve up there in Idaho. I'm thinking of moving there now, at least in my mind. Armed Idaho citizens keep Antifa troublemakers away. See, the Antifa troublemakers go to the soft cities, the sanctuary cities, the cities that are run by absolute incompetent fools. And they loot, they commit violence, they make everyone get on their hands and knees and apologize to them. But in Idaho, they met men with guns. And they did not cause any mayhem. Well, that's the beginning of the show. If you care to comment on any of this today, the phone number again is 855-407-282. It's open mic to Mike Friday. Remember this. We're witnessing a soft military coup against President Trump. And we need criminal reform, not police reform. 
the Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. It's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over $21 billion, but searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls until now, thanks to TheZebra.com. TheZebra.com is the nation's leading car insurance comparison site because it's the only place you can compare quotes side-by-side from over 100 providers and choose the best one for you in 90 seconds or less. So pay attention. They will never sell your information to the spammers, so you won't get all those unwanted calls or emails. You just answer a few questions in a simple, fast form, and Zebra finds you the best rates and coverage in your state. TechCrunch calls the Zebra Kayak for Auto Insurance. The best part is that it's completely free. You can save up to $670 a year using thezebra.com. Whatever your economic situation, the Zebra is committed to helping you save. How much can you save on car and home insurance? Why don't you check it out? Start saving at thezebra.com slash savage. Check it out. See what you save. Go to thezebra.com slash savage. It's spelled T-H-E-Z-E-B-R-A, thezebra.com slash savage. Check it out. Thezebra.com slash savage. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. It is Michael Savage. I introduce an awful lot of topics. I invited you to call. We have very little time. I'm going to take if the first call. It's got to be short, though. Travis in Connecticut, fire away. Go ahead, please. A friend of mine had a, a really good idea on maybe quelling some of the excessive use of force by police officers. Uh, normally, when that occurs, the city is left with the bill for the lawsuit that's filed subsequent to the criminal charges. And his idea was, what if instead of the city's paying out these exorbitant sums for lawsuits it came out of the police pension fund maybe then what about taking it out of the lawyer's uh income i think that would what about suing the aclu for the hundreds of millions of dollars they have uh in their in their uh, accounts how about that one does that work for you yeah that does work <laughs> well yeah let's take it out of the aclu the national lawyers guild all the other fake peace groups. Let's take their money, not the police. Michael Savage, a host like no other. This is Michael Savage. In today's world, violent crime can victimize anyone at any time. And when it's your time, would you be able to protect yourself and your loved ones, especially now with the riots? For my personal protection, I recommend training at Front Sight the world's premier firearms training facility located near Las Vegas, Nevada. And due to our great relationship with Front Sight's founder and director, Dr. Ignatius Piazza, I've arranged for you and your family to train there too, free of charge. You heard me right, it's true. Just enter frontsite.com slash savage into your computer browser to secure a $2,000 four-day defensive handgun course absolutely free of charge with no hidden surprises or catches. It's hard to believe, right? Well, try it out for yourself. Enter frontsite.com slash savage. After your first course at Frontsite, 
You'll leave with skills that surpass 99% of the gun-owning population. It's guaranteed. Nobody does it better than Front Sight, but you must act before these free courses are all taken. Jump on it now. Secure your free four-day course at frontsight.com savage. See you at Front Sight. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the Savage States of America. It is clear that we're witnessing a soft military coup against President Trump and that we need criminal reform, not police reform. Phone number here is 855-400-7282. The first soundbite I want to play for you right now while you're wiling and dialing, is that of General John Kelly, who has taken the side of the generals against Trump. Now, I want to say this about General Kelly. He's a hero of mine. He's a really fine man. I remember meeting him when I was invited into the White House, which was one of the the high points of my life. I don't think you understand what an honor it is for any American to be invited into the president's inner circle, into the beautiful place where all the presidents have sat to sit in front of the resolution desk, which was made from the timbers of a ship. And before I met President Trump, I don't know, it was two years ago, I got to speak to the then uh, Chief of Staff General John Kelly, a very somber man. And I said to him, General Kelly, I've always admired you. You're a hero of mine. He's a five-star Marine general. And he looked at me and he said, do you want to see a real hero? And General Kelly took me in a room, in the back of his room, where he has a showcase which uh, contains an American flag and the medals that his son won before he died in combat. And he said to me, Michael, you're looking at a real hero. I met General Kelly, and I've always admired General Kelly, and I still do. But I disagree with General Kelly in what he says in the next sound by clip number one. He's quite a man, General Jim Mattis, and for him to do that tells you where he is relative to the concern he has for our country. Do you, do you agree with him, John? I agree with him. I, I think we need to step back from the politics. I think we need to look harder at who we elect. I think we should start, all of us, regardless of what our, our views are on politics, I think we should look at people that are running for office and put them through the filter. Are they, are they, what is their character like? Uh, what, is their, what are their ethics? It's a pretty powerful statement from a former general. In my lifetime, I never would have heard generals ever taking a political position, ever. Never in my life have I seen anything like this. Now, against Trump, we have the stumble bum Biden. We all know who he is. He's a, I don't know how to describe Biden. You can make all the jokes in the world that you want. But the fact of the matter is he is incompetent. He looks like he has pre-senile dementia. He's not the real candidate. He's the front for the real candidate who will be the woman he picks as the vice president, who will no doubt be president within the first three to six months if he should, God forbid, win. Here is Biden continuing to insult you and I. Remember Hillary called us the deplorables, how it probably cost her the election. Remember when she said all of the people that she didn't like were deplorable people? Here is stupid Biden 
saying something that's exactly a continuation of that in clip two. President talks constantly talks about equality without without lecturing, talks about and has administration that looks like the country and the rest. It changes attitudes. Do you know what he's saying? It's about the attitude of the country. Do we want our kids? Do we do we really think this is as good as we can be as a nation? I don't think the vast majority of people think that. They're probably anywhere from 10 to 15 percent of the people out there. They're just not very good people. But that's not who we are. The vast majority of people are decent. We have to appeal to that and we have to unite people, bring them together. So 10 to 15 percent of the people out there are not good people. And what would you do with the people who you deem to be not good, Joe? Those of us who are not sufficiently coward, cowed by you and your left wing goon squad, your brown shirts. What would you do with us? Put us in re-education camps? You already have. You've taken our children and grandchildren and you have re-educated them in these rotten, stinking public schools to the point where they hate themselves, they hate their race, they hate the nation. What more can you do, uh, Joe, to speed the process up? What you could do what the communists did, you could take the older folk who don't cow to you and you could put us in re-education camps. You want to do that, Joe? Is that what you plan to do if you win? See, there's a difference between this country and every other country that has gone through this type of revolutionary sequencing. And that is we have the Second Amendment. I pray to God that it doesn't come to that, but they're going to push people into a corner and they're going to fight back. They're not going to go very uh, happily into that night. Let's leave it at that. So Joe just said the most incendiary thing you could ever say as a candidate. Anyone he doesn't like is not a good person. 15% of the population is not good. What does he mean by that? Who's not good? Who? All the police are not good? Who else is not good, Joe? All the white males who don't agree with you are not good? Amongst that 10 to 15% of Americans who are not very good, Joe, are there any illegal aliens who are not good? In the next thing, the stumble bum Joe Biden says something that is astonishing. And I don't know. I'm not African-American. But uh, forget whether you are a, a liberal or a conservative as an African-American. I want you to listen to what this dunce says in clip three. You got to hear this. I have no idea what it's like to be treated in a prejudiced way as a as a black man. But I do want I do know what it's like to be to be humiliated. Because when I was a kid, I used to st- st- stutter a little like, like that. I'm used to <laughs> bullies. I'm used to people who take what? advantage of people. I'm used to people who, in fact, just try to exert power for their own egotistical reasons. I have no comment upon that one. I, I just don't know how he could. How does he morph a person's race into stuttering? How did that happen? Is that not an offensive thing to say or am I because I'm not African-American, I can't see it as offensive. I I don't understand it. They can say anything, do anything and they get away with it. Now, in New York, we have what we know. I don't even have to say the name. We don't have to say the name for you to know who I'm talking about. Okay, de Blasio, I had to say it because we have to we have to define who we are talking about. The most anti-police mayor in history. Cuomo, the governor, Governor Meatball, who never held a job in his life. Governor Cuomo has only been a politician, a career politician, worked for his father as a campaign uh, manager, then became a politician, then became a governor. He actually doesn't know what it's like to build a business. Businesses are fleeing New York. Residents are fleeing New York. 
And now looters are being released. And he's attacking de Blasio for releasing the looters. And Cuomo is saying, wait a minute. You can't release those looters from prison. But it was a law that he signed. He had signed himself. He signed the law himself. He signed the law saying you have to leave looters out of jail. Give them a get out of jail card free. It was Cuomo who did it, Mr. Meatball. So we're seeing an awful lot of things come up to the surface right now. We've had two horrible tragedies hit America in a row, a double whammy. There's going to be a triple very soon. I don't know what it might be. It could be an asteroid hitting us for all I know. I almost feel like we're living in biblical times. Sometimes I get into mystical states and I say it's the only solution is to literally get out of this world mentally. And I start reading mysticism. And by reading mysticism, I come up with statements such as a tree and its fruit, the moon and its light. And you say, what the hell is he talking about now? Just think about those words tonight when you lay your head down on a pillow. Don't even think about any of the political things I've said. Just think of a tree and its light, a tree and its fruit, the moon and its light. And see what you think in the morning when you wake up. I never thought we'd live in times like this. I knew it was going to get bad. I knew there would be a Fort Sumter. I've seen the Fort Sumter. And here it is. But there's only one side fighting. It's only the left wing that's rioting. It's only the left wing that's causing the mayhem and the violence. There is no right wing in America. And I want to remind you of something. A bird needs two wings to fly. Without the right wing, this bird will continue to go in circles until it crashes to earth. That's called our nation. I think that's as far as I can go with that metaphor. And now it's time for you to talk. Phone number is 855-407-282. Now, one of the things that, oh, before the president comes on the show next week, and I'm expecting him next week, I don't know when, but it came from reliable sources right up to the top that he loves the show. He loves Michael Savage, and he wants to talk to you, the audience. I sent this to the president just an hour before the show, which is the 12 times in American history that a president called in the military domestically. I read this for you the other day on the air. It's not unprecedented, uh, General Mattis. It is not unprecedented, General Kelly. I don't understand these generals. They're educated, intelligent, brave, loyal, patriotic men do they not know the history of this nation in 57 eisenhower the great eisenhower called him in 101st airborne to main order and peace during the integration of central high school by nine black students in little rock arkansas 1962 military was uh, called in university of mississippi 63 integration of university of alabama military called in 1963 integration of alabama schools military called in 1965, Selma, Montgomery, Civil Rights March. 1965, uh, military called in. 1967, Detroit riots, military called in. And after the military and the riots in uh, Detroit, which never recovered from the riots, by the way, never. Detroit has always been a wreck since then. Used to be a great city, Motor City, great place. It never recovered from the riots of 67. 43 people were dead and millions of dollars in property destroyed. Thousands of army troops and National Guardsmen had to be called into that city to prevent even further looting and murder. 1968, Chicago riots, 82nd Airborne called in. When the uh, fires died out and the rioters went home, 162 buildings had been destroyed in Chicago, 12 people killed, 3,000 arrested, 
82nd Airborne. 1968, Baltimore riots following King's assassination. Six were killed, dozens injured, fires and looting caused damage. Thousands of National Guard troops were deployed across the city. 1970, there was a postal strike. And President Nixon called in the National Guard to help get the mail moving. Again, military called in. 89, looting after Hurricane Hugo. Bush called in the National Guard. Uh, 1992, riots after the Rodney King verdict. Those of you who remember that one. Arson, violence, looting, beating. What happened? 2,000 reserve soldiers activated. During six days of rioting, more than 60 people killed, 2,000 people injured. There is a great precedent President Trump for calling in the military for domestic disturbances. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Okay, you know I'm a car guy. You know I've had a Hellcat. And with the ever-increasing numbers of cars like Dodge, BMW, and Volkswagen, and models like the Hellcat, X3, and Jetta, It's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. We all know that. I'm a car guy, and I'm telling you why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while a counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com right in your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you could then use for other important things like the mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts in a chain store or new car dealership when you could do it at home on your own computer? Now, you may not know this, but chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low they are. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Does not require this. You could just do it yourself. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Just go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet sets. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered right to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. But best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write SAVAGE in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. That's S-A-V-A-G-E. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Don't stand online in an auto parts store and wait for the hostile clerk to get back to you. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Well, for 26 years now on the radio, I've tried to stop the times we are uh, living in. 
I've exposed the extreme liberalism. I've exposed the organizations, the leaders, the groups. And thus far, it looks like we've lost. But I don't think the uh, war is over. I think a few battles are over. I don't think the war has even begun. I don't think they've seen America stand up to them and say enough is enough. Every time anyone stands up and say things like all lives matter, they're called a racist. Now, tell me how you can say all lives matter as a racist statement. How is that even possible? How can you call that a racist statement? Tell me how that could. Now, again, going back to the situation that triggered all of this, you have to see where I stand before you mischaracterize who I am. And I will remind you, because no one else will. We're living in incendiary times where people have no history whatsoever. They don't, want to, they don't care what you say. They just want it their way. But I still have to tell you that on the day it happened, I called it murder and that the cops should get sentenced for first-degree murder. That's what I saw. I've had friends who we don't talk anymore over this. They disagree with me. I've had friends stop talking to me the same way I once lost liberal friends when I began in radio. I've lost quasi-conservative friends who think they're conservative, but they're not. They're still flaming leftists posing as uh, conservatives. I mean, my eyes don't lie to me. When I see a cop leaning on a guy's neck with a knee and the guy starts to cry for his mama and the man's hands are shackled behind his back, I said, that was enough for me. I didn't need a jury. I didn't need a medical examiner to tell me what my own eyes saw. And I don't care what drug he was on. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. The job surge that we're seeing right now is widespread. Leisure and hospitality added 1.2 million jobs. Construction jobs are up. Listen to this. 464,000. Education and health services rose 424,000. Retail trade is up 368,000. And here's the one I like the best. Remember, previous administration, that you need a magic wand for manufacturing. Manufacturing, which we had up to 600,000 jobs prior to the plague. Manufacturing rose to 225,000 jobs. Okay, good. All right, great. I hope so. Well, the bums in the street don't need a job, though. They have a full employment. Uh, they're paid for by George Soros and other left-wing secret manipulators of the, of the crowds, according to my estimation and what I've been reading. And they have a job. Their job is to burn, loot, steal, commit violence, deface buildings. That's their job. It's a full-time job. Then you got the brats who are out of college. Uh, walking around, screaming, yelling like they're doing something for humanity. It's enough already. We got the message. What are the marches for at this point? What the hell do they expect to achieve by continuing to cause 
mayhem and destruction. Nothing. In fact, I will tell you something else. It has set the minority groups back 50 years, not forward. And the more they loot, the more they riot, the more they scream, the more they antagonize, the more people in the middle are going to turn against them and move to the right. I told you this now for well over a week. I've studied history. I've studied revolution. I've studied social unrest for most of my adult life. And I will tell you that when people are frightened, they move to the right. They vote right. They don't vote left. They're not going to vote for left-wingers after this. They want law and order. They don't want uh, lawlessness and disorder. Now, let's go to Minneapolis. Let me show you uh, ground zero for what happens when liberals take over not only a city and a state, but the attorney general's office. There's a man named Keith Ellison who is the attorney general, if you can believe it. That's like electing a guy named Mao Tung as attorney general of a state. Keith Ellison, who is he? Well, he was a congressman. Okay, we know that. But what's his background? Well, we know he's a Muslim. Okay, he's allowed to be anything he wants. A lifetime uh, radical leftist associated with the uh, uh, Louis Farrakhan group, Nation of Islam. Do you ever believe the time would come? that a radical's radical would become an attorney general in a state of the United States of America? Can you believe the day would come that someone who associates with the nation of Islam, nation of Islam, would be an attorney general, the chief law enforcement officer in a state? Well, he is in uh, Minnesota. And the same Minnesota guy has now brought charges against the... uh, the uh, whatever the I don't know how many of those guys were put in jail now because they didn't stop the guy who choked them four three other guys now one of the other guys is uh, Hmong H M O N G from Vietnam a mountain tribe and he was a, 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 one of the police they're not all white men not that it should matter but just so you know all of you fanatics who don't know what the hell you're talking about I don't know if you know this but this just came out this is an interesting story entire police team resigns in solidarity with cops who shoved the elderly man, and they are right. I watched the videotape, and just as I told you, my eyes don't lie, and I said that it looked like the cop purposely choked that poor man to death by putting a knee on his neck. I watched this white radical grab the cop, try to grab the baton, try to grab his gun, and all they did was shove him out of the way, and the old communist... Radical troublemaker fell down, stepped back, lost a step, and unfortunately struck his head and was seriously injured. He was a lifetime agitator, a lifetime protester. Well, today, because several of the officers were were, uh, released because of that unfortunate incident, 57 officers resigned from the emergency team in solidarity with the two suspended cops who pushed this bum, Martin Gugino, causing him to stumble back on a crack his head on the ground. 57 resigned in disgust because of the treatment of two of their members who were simply executing the order, said John Evans, president of the Buffalo Police Benevolent Association. This is a tax squad. This is a riot squad. It was created in 2016. It's deployed for mass protests or riots in Buffalo, New York. This guy, Gugino, who smacked his head on the ground, is a lifetime left-wing fanatic. Just look him up. And you watch the tape over and over again, and what you're going to see The same pictures over and over again. He marches straight into the tax squad who was trying to clear a street. 
And what does he do? He tries to grab a club or a gun from one of the officers. All a cop did, if you watch carefully, was push him away as he tried to grab his weapon. Pushed him away. And the Larry uh, David lookalike, he looks like Larry David and he talks like Bernie Sanders, like a morph job. A Larry Sanders, Bernie David radical. Old man thinks that because he's used intimidation tactics his whole life at city council meetings, universities, opening up his big mouth, shouting people down, yelling at everybody, intimidating everybody. I know the type. They're all over the San Francisco area. I know the type. A big mouth shoots his mouth off at everyone. Everyone kowtows to him his whole life. So here is in the middle of an incendiary situation like this in America. A riot squad is called out to stop the riots. And this agitator, again, is probably in his entire life Never, ever faced physical confrontation. He tries to grab one of the officers or one of the officer's weapons. The officer instinctually reacts, reacts, reacts. It's a reaction. You don't let someone in the crowd grab your baton or grab your gun. You react. That's what you're taught. And he swept him away. And the old man, unfortunately, stumbled backwards, struck his head. And what did the mayor do? fired the two officers what happened next 57 officers of the riot squad resigned today this is what's going to have to happen what we're going to have to see is more lawlessness before we have law and order restored it's that simple there's no other answer to this problem when you have psychotics in mayor's offices saying we should defund the police after it was the police who stopped even more mayhem and rioting what else can you uh, see happening these are crazy times, just crazy. The craziest times I've ever lived in. I mean, I lived through them all as an American citizen. When you think of it going all the way back, I watched the Vietnam riots, the Vietnam protest riots, rather, the killings at Kent State. I've watched it all, and I, I, I thought this would be over by now. Why is it still going on now? What is it, 10 days, Jim? Why is it going on for 10 days? Why? Why is it still going on? Who's behind it? Who is behind it? Who? There's a lot of shadowy forces behind it. Some of you know some of the names, or you think you know some of the names. I don't think we know all of the names. In fact, I don't even think we know some of the names. We know some of the names some of the time, and some of the names all of the time, but we can't know all of the names all of the time, said Michael Savage. We don't know who they are. Who are the secret forces that want this agitation to go on and on and on? Who wants these unemployed youths and these out-of-school college wastrels to continue to march in the streets. What are they after? What do they want? I keep hearing the word systemic racism. That's the new, co- new code words. A uh, radical sent me, amongst many, a, an email yesterday about systemic racism and this and that. So I sent her a picture of Al Sharpton agitating the crowd at the funeral. Uh, and I said, you mean systemic racism like that of Al Sharpton? And she never answered me. That was the end of it. I mean, you can use logic and reason to stop this, too, you know. There is systemic racism. Al Sharpton is a systemic racist, in my opinion. There are many systemic racists in America. They're not all white, either. There's plenty of systemic racism in this country. Shall I name a few others for you, or you want to chime in and name a few? I am so sick and tired of this. I watched what happened in South Africa. I saw what happens with the next step. I studied the communist revolution on the Mao Zedong. I saw what they did to the people who stood up against the communism in China, what they did to the elderly people. 
the humiliation, then the re-education, then the death camps. We are now in the humiliation phase in the United States of America. We cannot let this go on anymore. There's a time you have to draw a line, not in the sand. You got to draw a line in your own heart and say, I'm not going to let them intimidate me anymore. I won't be bullied by them. I won't be bullied by them anymore. Stand up to them. Cops resign. Good for them. What if every police department didn't come to work during the next riot? What if they all called in sick? The whole police department all at once in New York City. What would happen? You think the mobs would go home and they would sing a peace song? No, I don't think so. Here in the idiot city of San Francisco, where a woman from public housing is now the mayor. I don't know how that happened. I can't understand it. I mean, we had great mayors in this city. I, I mean, I love San Francisco. We once had mayor, uh, great mayors. We had Mayor Jordan, the great mayor. We had uh, just wonderful mayors. Mayor Aliotto was a great mayor. Great mayors, strong mayors, Democrats, Republicans, didn't matter. They were strong and they were patriotic. And they protected the city that I live in from the gangs and the corruption uh, before it took over the whole city. But I've never seen anything like this. Here you have someone who was handpicked to be mayor who no one even knows who she really is. I'm sorry that she grew up in public housing, but she's not qualified to be the mayor of this city. Well, I know she won the election. What is she doing to protect the city from the looters and the rioters? I don't know. I don't know. There's no law and order. It's all catering to the mobs. And so we, the people, sit here dumbfounded by the stupidity of the sanctuary city, quote, leaders. Do you know that San Francisco is still closed? The restaurants are still closed? Do you realize that this dumb mayor and the dumb moron who runs the health department still has not opened the restaurants, crippling the city possibly forever? Are you aware that in Marin County, California, the restaurants are still not open because of one dunce? One moron in the health department who got everything wrong from the beginning, who belongs in prison for destroying the economy of the county in which he's supposed to be such a genius. You know, the restaurants are still not open. I went to one place yesterday. I heard that they were doing outdoor patio dining. You hear this? So I took a walk, went for a walk. I wanted to see what opened in Sausalito, California, a beautiful little seaside community. Vibrant, used to be a big tourist mecca, especially in June. I stopped in a place that I've known as a tourist trap for years. I, I mean, I wouldn't go in there. The view is great. But it said patio service now open. Trident, it was called. Been there forever. So I figured, all right, I'll go and maybe I'll go on the back deck and have a drink or something. And, you know, I wanted to just get out of the house. I go in there and there's this white guy at the desk with a mask on, a middle aged white guy. So I, all I said to him was, is your patio open? I mean, that, that, he says to me, of course, that's the only thing that's open. That was the first thing he said. Yes, of course, it's the only thing that's open. So I shrugged. I didn't even respond to the putts. I start to walk to the patio. He yells at me, stop now, stop. I said, are you out of your mind? Are you crazy? And I turned around and left. I, I didn't want to say another word to this bum. You see what's happened here with this COVID lie? You got little petty dictators who've gotten used to bullying and pushing people around. Don't even know what the hell they're talking about. You come in a restaurant that's crippled and they got a, a, a pets in the front desk who drove away the two customers that he might have had for the last for the whole hour. That's what's going on. Oh, stop. Put your mask on. Put your mask off. How do you eat with a mask on, Jim? I've never managed that. I couldn't figure that one out. 
How do you eat with a mask on? Stop, go, put your mask on. Shut up. Why, are you joking? Stop, go, put your mask on. Put your mask, you know where? Put your mask on. I got used to cooking at home. I got news for you. I don't even need the restaurants. Here's a funny little uh, thing that's going on. So many of us over the last three months have gotten so used to shopping for ourselves, cooking for ourselves, enjoying our own food again, knowing what we're actually eating, by and large, instead of we don't even know what we're eating in restaurants, with the trick sauces and the trick, the trick spices to cover up old food. We got used to eating better food. I'll tell you a little funny something. Else. Most of us are healthier now after three months. Less salt, less sugar, uh, less butter, less fat. None of the trick spices that are put in to hide bad meat, bad fish, bad poultry. We're feeling better. Probably lost some weight. I don't think the restaurants are going to be doing very well after this. People's tastes have gotten better. The Savage Nation. It's savage on demand. It is. Uh, t- the title of today's show has a, a title. I try to title every show. And although I have a potpourri of ideas, the title is generally a soft military coup against President Trump. Subtitle is we need criminal reform, not police reform. Let's go to the callers. Ken in California, line two. What's on your mind? Go ahead, please. Uh, your book, Trump's War and Stop the Coming Civil War, has prepared us. It's given us idea that these powers might be happening against Trump and, and really democracy as we know it. But nothing could prepare us for our governors and mayors to disown their own duties to protect their own citizens. There should be no bailouts. At all, Trump should not bail out one of these entities. Well, I've said that for weeks. I, I've said it for weeks. And when the president is on our show next week, which uh, I was told will happen, I think that you need to call and say, President Trump, do not bail out these liberal states, because if you do, I won't vote for you. I think we need to draw the line in the sand. Yes. All right. That's a good point. I think I have an obligation to say it for you next week, by the way, which is President Trump. I'm hearing it from a lot of people. They say if you bail out California, if you bail out New York, if you bail out all of these anti-American states with governors who have destroyed their own states, who have flooded their states with non-citizens to distort the meaning of the vote itself, we are not voting for you. We'll sit the election out. I think he needs to hear it from us because he's certainly not going to hear it from his advisors. They are good people doing the best job they can, but they're not they don't they're not on the ground like we are. We're down here on the ground. And I think we, the people, need to speak directly to the president. And I hope you'll uh, join us uh, next week when the president is supposed to be here. Uh, here we are. The phone number is 855-400-7282. And uh, the COVID virus, by the way, is weakening, according to scientists at the University of Pittsburgh. The virus itself is weakening. Are you listening to this? The, not the number of people getting the virus, but the virus itself is weakening. And the Putz MD who runs the Marin County Department of Public Health doesn't even know his own literature. The restaurants are still closed. Michael Savage, a host like no other. That's good. It is the end of the Rock and Roll Friday show on June 5th, 2020. The title of today's show is A Soft Military Coup Against President Trump. If you missed any of my wit and wisdom... You can catch it uh, within an hour on my podcast, listening tonight or all weekend, anytime this weekend. And I want to close with a saying I came up with a long time ago, which I repeated today, which a lot of people on Facebook seem to like. 
which is a bird needs a left wing and a right wing to fly. Right now, the left wing is activated and flapping its wings. And how's that bird doing? That bird is tail, tail spinning right into the ground, that bird called America. That's because the right wing is not yet flapped. I need the right wing in America to flap so this bird flies straight. Because if we keep left, letting the left wing flap, the bird will continue to go in a circle, eventually crashing to earth to the demise of us all. So fellow Americans on the right side of things, awaken. Please awaken. Don't be intimidated by these skateboarders and these misfits. By and large, these are the misfits of America. Yes, you heard me right. They're disgruntled. They hate everybody. They hate everything. They've been hateful their whole lives. They've poisoned an entire generation into thinking this is the worst nation on earth. All I can tell you is this. I'm an immigrant son, and I got nowhere else to go, and I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving this country. My grandfather did not flee oppression for his grandson to leave the promised land. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not alone. There are more of us than there are them. You may not know it because the media won't show us. And whenever we are shown, we're painted in the most uncompromisingly ugly ways. But remember this again. Remember it all weekend when you see the vermin in the streets again. Just remember you're watching history in front of your eyes. Right now, we're only seeing the left wing flapping. A bird needs two wings to fly, a left wing and a right wing. It's time for the right wing to flap. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 